Welcome to the downside. My name is Jamarco Cerezi. I'm in a good mood. Wow. I'm in a good mood. We can't say why. <laughs> no. But it is a rare good mood. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm here with my co-host, Russell Daniels. Hi. Uh, Russell, I saw the whale. Okay. Um, I listen. You should have gotten the part. <laughs> I know it's... <laughs> It did come down between me and Brendan Fraser. <laughs> I saw a tweet that said, it was like, I, I walked out of the whale because I saw another uh, big guy and he gave me the Wakanda forever sign. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh. And we're here with my <laughs> guest today, who's open for me on the road, fantastic comedian Liam Nelson. Woo! Hello. Uh, I'm here as well. Did you see the whale? Uh, no, that's not my movie. No, I don't know. Those, it's not for me. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. So, uh, I don't know who it's for. It's not for me. No, it's for everybody. <laughs> Is it? But listen, it's it was good. I told Russell, like, listen, I make jokes on the show, but I, 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 when it opens, it opens with him bent over jerking off, and it was so, it was so like designed to be like make you go ugh, that I was like, okay, I get. I get people being like, hey, what the fuck? Yeah. Could you at least give this to someone? And it's he does he does it so well and he's so good that often what's lost in these conversations about who should and who shouldn't, you you take it completely out of the context of did the person create good art yeah. with it? And I think it was so good. And, and, you know, Brendan's not. Brendan's not. I don't, I don't feel like it and, ended up being that much of a conversation whether he should or not, or whether just that story was like, in terms of, I think a lot of people were like, uh, this is like, you know, someone that fat isn't put into movies unless it's like in a situation that's like really depressing yes, and like, yes. you know, so I think that that, that felt like it was more of what people were responding to. I felt like initially it was that, that conversation. And then it was more about just, should this kind of story be what we're showing? Yeah, I get it. I, I don't I don't know what the, I don't I know mean, what there the answer is. Fat people that fat, you know, that can't leave their house and stuff. But how many of them well, ugh, I don't know. We had we had a we had a guest on uh, recently who had cerebral who has cerebral palsy mm-hmm. and was talking about like basically he was saying there there's some big argument, a certain argument of like, well, if the movie's about a blind guy, we need to get Robert De Niro because there's no blind movie stars who will raise enough money to make this movie happen. Mm-hmm. And he was saying that's a bullshit argument, which I, I don't know. I don't I don't know. All I know is it's it was a very good movie. Um there was there was one there was one like eating scene where he goes like on a bench mm-hmm. where he's like he's it's, he's like trying to kill himself. Yeah. And it was like, it was intense. It was like yeah. Garfield. Um, Remember when Garfield used to eat and he would just like unlock his jaw and like snake. it would just pour in? Do you remember that? Yeah, but then the nurse didn't come in and said, you're going to die today, Garfield. <laughs> Your and life Garfield is so going, sad, I'm sorry, Garfield. I'm sorry. That would be a fun comic. Odeal clinically, you, Garfield. <laughs> clinically obese Garfield. Just every every time they're really trying to get him to stop. That cat loved food. And he's like, am I, am, or he just hated life. That's true. And every yeah. day they tell me he's going to die, he's like, it's Tuesday. I know I'm going to die on a Monday because I hate Mondays. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but I'm going to do my, I'm, uh, uh, before, before we get to you, Liam, but feel free to, is, is, uh, uh, I'm going to do my This Has Got to Stop Right Now because okay. it was in The Whale. Uh, oh. This scene that opens with him jerking off, uh-huh. uh, I, no, no spoilers, it opens with this. He's watching porn. And when they depict pornography in TVs and movies, they're always like, 
we're going to show you. We're going to, it's going to be real porn. Uh -huh. And it's always yeah. a waist up shot. Yes. It's like always a waist up shot standing in a shower usually. Yeah. She's naked. He's from behind. Yeah. And, and she's just, uh, uh, uh. And that's like to, in the movie world, it's like, Whoa, yeah, whoa, porn. we did it. You yeah. never see what we're you never see what we're watching. We're watching. <laughs> you never see <laughs> if they had opened it and it was like a woman on her double penetration, yeah. just just crazy. It's it's just ridiculous. And I think there's a degree of like, don't show it or show it. These are the two options. Yeah. But if you show me a fake version of porn, yeah, it's it's just bullshit. Yeah, you could just play, you could do audio. And not show it, yeah. you know, and it could be you could. graphic, you know, yeah. or you could just show it because here's or you could just point. find a real porn video and pay them a little bit of money like to, to do it. I'm sure. Sure. You know, rather than hiring two actors to pretend and porn. the two actors in the porn were wearing fat suits. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> How is it working? I it's it's just find a porn, a real porn. Pay those actors. Yeah, that's what I said. Oh, that's what you said. Real one. Support a small business owner. Yeah, yeah. Go and, you know, wouldn't cost that much probably to do it. Yeah. But it was the same with White Lotus. White Lotus, he was watching a porn and it was like just a woman. Yeah, you're like, that's not. Masturbating a shower. And again, you don't, and he's like, he's there like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No. They're like, oh, these people are watching this with their parents. We don't want to freak them out too much. Exactly. This is like the appropriate, like, oh, everyone just look away for a second. Don't talk. And then we'll all meet back in the middle in two. Yes. And I think especially with the whale, I felt the, it felt strange because the whale is diving into like, body and death and and such heavy topics that it's just like you you see where our priorities lie once again mm -hmm. that sex is taboo and someone dying yeah dying you see more of his body than you do the porn star's bodies yeah and they're in a porn yeah i was watching the hunger games the other day and i watched a 13 year old snap another 13 year old's neck and i'm like this is pg-13 huh yeah crazy yeah it would be it would be funny if we lived in a world where Truly, the violence was R-rated, and PG-13 movies were porn. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there was a time, though... It's called Europe. In in the <laughs> beginning, like, there was a time, I think probably earlier on, the rating system was weirder. Like, you could, like, there could be a pair of boobs, and it could be PG-13 still. I do remember still. my and mom... And that doesn't feel like that could be the case anymore. Like, it's gotten more conservative, I feel like. Yeah. Or, like, I think of, like, uh, um, Temple of Doom. Indiana Jones and they are ripping out hearts they are eating like it's just it, it, it very graphic people are getting set on fire yeah and it's PG from in 1985 yeah. PG. PG so you're like because that was before PG 13 I think yeah. so So you had to fight an R with all your heart what did yeah. your mom uh, my mom so she like recommended 16 candles to me and my very young friend we were like mm. eight or something mm -hmm. and we mm -hmm. there's like the scene where you're just naked and I'm like oh we both kind of panic because we're like okay yeah what do we do Cause like my mom gave this to us to How watch. How old were you? Yeah. I was like eight, but we're eight. like we're not supposed to be seeing this. So like, does she know? Like, can we just dispose yeah. of the DVD and then it'll never? So we just hit it. Hit it. Yeah, cause like we didn't know she remembered that there's titties in the movie. My dad, my dad let me watch a lot of movies, but not not crazy. But I had a sleepover when I was probably around eight, and my dad thought that we had gotten Frankenstein. But instead, we got, and this was all a mistake, Lil Frankenstein, Oh, the, the Mel Brooks movie. 
Young Frankenstein. Dr. Young Frankenstein. Lil. 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 I was going to say, is it like a leprechaun too in the hood situation? And I don't I. I've never been a Mel Brooks guy. I haven't either. Isn't it strange? It is strange. It is strange. I, I want to like him a lot more than I... I don't dislike him, but I don't really... Anytime I've seen anything, I'm like... Mm. It's always you know? it's always like... Ha ha, yes. You grew up in a time where there's like more nuanced satire available, I feel like. And and then you go back and watch like yes. the old stuff that a lot of... But I newest. liked the spoof... Like I liked... I like I liked Naked Gun when I was a kid. Yeah, that's true. And sure, uh, but airplane. that's it's different. And that was maybe more absurd. Yeah, yeah but people all the time like, well, "Have you seen Spaceballs?" And I'm like, "That's yeah. the last thing I'm." I hate I Star Wars to begin okay. with. Okay, you're a Star Wars boy. Yeah, I like Star Wars. I, I like the original. Forgive me, you've never mentioned a single Star Wars thing. What I was saying, so, so we got Teeny Weeny Frankenstein, and. <laughs> There's itty bitty, a itty bitty Frankenstein, and there's a pair. There at some point, there's a long scene with with tits, mm-hmm. okay. yeah. and like it was just it was that same you thing. Like doing where, it, just throwing them in there because kids were watching yeah. those movies too with yeah. their dads in movie theaters. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't imagine that. Do you think you're watching Pixar and they just threw in some tits all of a sudden? Yeah. Um, especially like Incredibles. Is that, is I mean, that a superhero Okay, one? hold on. But Incredibles, they do... I mean, the ass on every woman in a Pixar movie is unnecessarily yeah. like detailed. They put so they have one animator just for yeah. the asses That's a good sketch. Every, That's yeah. a good sketch. You're Horny. showing the new characters yeah. and like one of the asses is huge. <laughs> and they go, hey, what's... Yeah. Um... So, uh, uh, yeah, that was my that was my early. This has got to stop. If I'm going to see porn, you either do it or you don't. Do it yeah. all the way. I want to. I, I want to see s- some furry stuff. Yeah, yeah. two yeah. minutes into yeah. this movie. I think it's the problem is. I'm sure. I bet I'm going to look it up. I bet you those porn people are like SAG actors, and that's what it is. And so they like decided they had to play by SAG rules. I bet you that's. I bet you that's. Well, what that's it is. why I don't understand why you can't just like. Go find a real porn and then go to the people that made that. and get Because then I, I don't think you could use it in a SAG production because SAG would be like, we don't approve of penetration. Mm, I bet that's, yeah, that you're SAG right. work cannot have penetration. Yeah. Then don't show it. Yeah. This is the downside. One, two, three. Downside. You're listening to The Downside. The Downside. With John Marco Cerezi. Well, speaking of full-on penetration, we are here with Liam Nelson. Oh no! Who oh was God. conceived with penetration? That's all I meant. I hope so. I, uh, I, let, let me just say for for people who are new, uh, uh, this is the downside. This is a place where people can be who they really are, which is a piece of shit. They can complain. They can kvetch. They can whine. They don't have to be thankful. They don't have to be grateful. They can be honest. We're human beings. We are negative human beings. Uh, if, if you are a listener or if you you dig the show, join the Patreon, patreon.com slash downside. You get bonus episodes, uh, our live episodes, like the one we just recorded with Steph Tolev in Houston. Yes. And uh, you get you also get... My clean comedy special, which I'm not releasing publicly because I'm embarrassed I made a clean album. You get to witness my embarrassment yes. for just $5 a month. So, uh, uh, Liam, how are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm excited to be here. Liam, uh, uh, we're, we're new friends. He opened for me recently in Connecticut. And uh, apparently, I was on stage. So, you know, I sell uh, uh, cum towels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Um, and what happened while I was on stage exactly? So, John Marco, you're what, like... Towards the end of your set, I think. It was like maybe 45 minutes into your set, and I hear a loud crash outside the door, and then I just see like a server's head pop up panicked, and she's looking around. Uh, she had apparently dropped an entire tray of red wine on the merch table, which wow. is covered in towels, wow. and then used the towels to clean up the spill. How much did she you charge her? used the towels how much, to clean how up how many the towels? Well, the initial plan was them not to tell him, and they were like, oh, he doesn't count the them. Booker said, the booker said, oh, Oh, Joe Marco doesn't count the towels. Just don't tell him. Yeah. Oh my just God! Don't tell him. And he comes over to me like during the interview. He's like, "Oh yeah, you're good. We just won't tell him. He'll be fine." I'm like, "I don't. Do you think I'm on your side right yeah. now?" Yeah. And so I go back in the room and I just see a ball of all your my merch covered in so red wine. With his towels. Not covered in cum. Covered in red wine. And uh, uh, he he took care of he took care of it. What? Oh, you he, know? he paid for him. Uh, yeah, I think I think six towels is normally be 120, but you know I, I gave him the the wholesale value price and uh, he gave me 50 bucks, which okay. I was happy with. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. was happy with. But can you imagine? I yeah. don't tell him. Don't tell him. That is some, that is some yeah. wicked like, shit. I'm glad that you found out on your own, and I didn't have to be like, hey, so they destroyed a bunch of your merch. Uh, Take that how you will, and then oh him be all like, God. oh, you fucking ratted on me. Do you, know? you think you would have known if if they hadn't? If they Absolutely hadn't not. You wouldn't have known. Absolutely not. He was he so was he completely was right. right. He, yeah, he, he was completely that, right. He was completely right. You wouldn't have mastermind. known. One day, put out six I do place. think one day I'd be homeless on the street and I'd go, where <laughs> did it go wrong? I only had that just fifty dollars more. A Cookie Monster T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I currently I bought a thousand more towels and they are they are too many towels. <laughs> How often do you go through a thousand towels? I mean, it it depends on it depends on the month. I'm well, sure. Let's say your best your best month you've ever had. Best month. How many cum towels ever had? Here? Could probably like seventy. Seventy best month. Okay, yeah, seventy yeah, yeah. towels at twenty dollars a pop. Yeah. So we're talking. God, can you say something, we're dear Christ? Talking. We're talking. We're talking. How much money is that? Twenty times seven. Fourteen hundred. Fourteen hundred dollars. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he threw to him for the math on your <laughs> statement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, All right, now hit me with the. I think for this batch of a thousand, I paid three grand, and if I sell it all, I will make a profit of seventeen grand. Wow, that's a get rich quick scheme right there. Just like, yeah. just no, to get towels. rich quite slow. <laughs> quite scheme, slow. Uh, uh, so, uh, uh, Liam, I'm so excited to talk to you. Yeah. I, I, I hate to say you, you joke about it the moment you, you talk on stage. Yeah. How tall are you, Liam? I'm seven feet tall. You know, you're <laughs> sitting when I came in. Yeah. And I didn't really surprise. know until you got up to go over there that you you're couldn't quite tell tall. that he was yeah. tall from. Well, I can tell he's I'm tall. I'm proud of you for not saying not like, anything. Not like, His legs are under you know. the couch. Yeah. No. <laughs> I can play footsie with you right now. But, you know, it doesn't seem, um, Sometimes I feel like I've met another person that was like seven something. Yeah. And it doesn't okay. feel. <laughs> Someone's got tall friends. It doesn't feel like I'm not looking and being like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Do you know? Well, no, we've I'm, talked I'm about a, you saying that when I bring guests on. Yeah. You just looking at them and going, whoa, 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 whoa. whoa, whoa. What are we dealing whoa, with whoa, here today? Every time I open the door to let in a guest, I go, Russell. Oh, <laughs> Russell. Yeah. Try to be. Try to. Try to not say anything. Um, yeah, uh, no, I'm, seven I'm feet. A, yeah, I'm a very skinny man though, so that's yes. why you're not getting yes. the like. Because I shot like an event for Shaq one time, and I'm like, man, I look like his skeleton. Like it's crazy <laughs> how much. B- 
bigger of a person he is than me. Did you, know? you did you get to talk to him? Yeah, briefly. He got so excited that his videographer was also tall. Uh, it was for one of his like dubstep DJ events. It what was, did he say? Was he just like he was Whoa! like hey, how tall man? is Shaq? Like, Dap me up. He's like seven two, but also like high fives with the force of a thousand buildings falling yeah. it's like he's yeah so big yeah because like you've seen him smash like rims and i mean it's crazy he's yeah. a giant person and we're like two inches difference is it surreal like i'm i'm fairly tall yeah i'm six four and when i was with like uh uh pete holmes yeah. he's taller than me right and it really is it, I feel small, and yeah. it's, such, it's a feeling I don't have that often. Yeah. But it is yeah. it is quite incredible to be like, wow, I'm looking up to you. You're yeah. a big, and because he's a you know celebrity in my mind, yeah. it is like it, it fits. It's like, oh, dad. Yeah. But when I mean like a smaller celebrity, there's part of me like, oh, you're a mini. You're yeah. just a little thing. Yeah. There was one time I was at a I'm gonna be Tova's birthday party. It was at that that one place around here. Uh-huh. That was Tova's birthday. And yeah. there were sour mouse. three people that were all the same height. I think you were one of them, maybe. That was all like 6'4". And I was in the conversation and I was like, it's so rare for me to feel like the short person in the conversation. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And I really yeah. was like, oh my God, what's going on here? Like yeah. to, to have... Like even three people is a lot of of a, a certain height to make you feel small. Oh yeah, that's why when you so don't feel it. Normal. I go to conferences, uh, so I have a thing called Marfan syndrome, and we'll obviously talk about that more in a bit. But we go to conferences all together. So me and a bunch of people with my same genetic disorder all will hang out in a random city once a year, and then we walk around with matching T-shirts on, and people lose their fucking minds. Yeah. They're like, are, "Is this a family reunion or something? Uh, why are some of you black? I don't know." What do the T-shirts say? Uh, just like uh, annual like. Marfan Foundation conference, but you, they're usually in a fun. Is everyone with so Marfan's like, tall? <laughs> um, that's actually one of my. What was the? What's the thing called? Uh, get that. This got to stop. This got to stop. That's one of my. Get this has got to stops. Uh, everyone for some yeah, reason sprinkle when them I, in here. Whenever I talk about having Marfan syndrome, they're like, "Oh, tall disease." No, uh, it's genetic. So like, it does make you like taller and thinner than most people, uh-huh. but. It's it all. It's up to your genetics. You know, like I was gonna be probably six six anyway. Imagine a world where I wasn't medically flawed and six six. I'd be killing it out sure. here. Sure, yeah. Um, That's gotta suck though. If you're like a guy and you have Marfan's and you're not even tall, yeah. you don't even get that. No, I got yeah. some friends who just have like the heart condition. So, <laughs> oh jeez, <laughs> like, sucks to suck, dude. Short, strong, short with a heart condition. <laughs> oh, that's brutal. Because I know a little bit about Marfan's. Because I think at some point they, my parents, I don't know why, but they suspect. I know why. Tell me. I mean, just I can just see. I I would recommend if I saw you, especially as a child, like just. But now, but why? Because just because I'm just because I'm kind of lanky. I, I maybe it's just like not as much anymore. But I, I I'm imagining you as a child. I know why. I'm imagining you as a child, uh, and I know the exact reason that they were like maybe we we double check. He was, he was fatter as a child. Did you did you like? Do a lot of weird shit with your hands as a kid. I mean, what, what do you mean like weird? Bend them in ways and stuff. Like, I don't think so. Okay. No, maybe that's a Marfan that. thing. I, well, so yeah, we're like it's, uh, it's a connective tissue disorder. So like it affects how your entire body's built. So everything's more like elastic and fragile, basically. So it manifests itself in a million different ways. But the most classic presentation is like a very tall, thin person who's like uh can like bend all their joints backwards like i can do a whole little freak show of like weird C- can you show us what okay right, so ready? thumb you know, thumb stuff i've lost some of my flexibility over the years i used to be able to like put my leg backwards like oh my god uh, oh my god this is probably the freakiest looking one <gasps> no no whoa oh, i 
can't, I can't even look at it. Yeah. It was, uh, uh, wow. Fun oh party my trick god! Wow. Seven. And so your the, your parent just sees that and goes, "Oh, holy shit! Holy shit!" Well, so when I first my pe- uh, pediatric doctor was the one who was like, "Hey, when I was five, they're like, you should get him checked out for Marfan syndrome." They sent me in. They looked at me and counted on their fingers, which is the diagnosis process. Like, if you get a certain number of symptoms, and yeah. each one counts for a certain number of points and whatever. Uh-huh. Sure. They told me I didn't have it. And so, six years later, when I was 11, they sent me, my pediatrician again was like, hey, you should really just double check that they, like, that he doesn't have this. And they went, I went back in, got a genetic test, and they're like, oh, he for sure has Marfan syndrome. Like, he's the poster child for Marfan syndrome. Like, I'm literally on the posters now oh for the God. nonprofit. Like, really? I'm the most, like, obvious looking case what's in a lot of ways the, what's the percentage of people with it like like uh, how many people they're still in figuring it out uh, it's like one in every five thousand is kind of the the vague guess mm-hmm. right now but they're leaning probably closer to like one in every 2500 uh wow. coming up now just because they're diagnosing uh also there's like ehlers danlos syndrome which is similar uh it's like a kind of cousin disorder and then there's lois deet syndrome which is another cousin disorder they're both very when you different. say cousin disorder you mean like so, if uh, if people within a too similar, similar gene pool no, 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 <laughs> no. Not, oh, not, I thought not that incest. was like the Jewish thing. We, no, when we talk with, yeah. with with like my girlfriend. She grew up in a Chabad community, and they have oh, to test yeah. for. I forget what it's called, oh. but to make sure you're not too closely. No, no this one's not. Uh, Kissing cousin. <laughs> yeah. Disorder. Yeah, there are a lot of Mormon marfs, so I will say there there is some intermixing. Really? Uh, half, oh yeah, like most of them are either Catholic or Mormon because they don't, you know. Yeah. Use condoms. Sure. <laughs> it's like, sure. Just oh yeah. Spreading the seed, this disabled seed. All what does a cousin land. syndrome mean? So, uh, just it's a similar disorder. It manifests itself in a similar way, but it impacts the body differently. So, like, it's a similar mutation, and it's hard to tell the difference whenever you know before the kid is born or like early on. Uh, you, it's hard to tell which one they might have. So, there's a lot of people who come to this conference that I go to who don't know which one they have fully they sure. just know the symptoms that they have and then over time more symptoms develop and then they can get like a categorized diagnosis you know so we but we like the nonprofit i work for we work with everyone from all different groups of the connective tissue disorder kind of spectrum so with those numbers counted it's probably closer to like one in every 2500 oh what are the is mark connective tissue yeah. disorders connective tissue what disorder. are the other big ones uh so Lois Dietz, uh, Ehlers-Danlos are the two that I'm familiar with. Uh-huh. Uh, there's different kinds of Ehlers-Danlos. There's vascular and <coughs> hypermobile. So the hypermobile Ehlers-Danlos is like the extreme version of like the bendy shit where you're like, your shit's popping out of joint like multiple times a day. Like I get that some, like when I stand up from the subway after a super long subway ride, my hip will go out of joint and I have to kind of like re-establish myself. Do you hear a click? Yeah. Oh yeah. How do you, it's you just like, like, it's more of like a deep thud. It's like a. Does like, it feel good to get it back in there? Like a cracking your knuckles? In a way that like no longer being stabbed feels good. Oh my like, God. Like, <laughs> like, I don't know. Sweet, like, yeah, sweet release of pain. deep, yeah, deep, yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. But there's pain. no like, ah, at the end. Like, ah, oh, that's yeah. better. Like, you know, it's not like cracking your back. It's like, I can't. No. I mean, we were talking about airlines where... I had to oh, fly yeah. just a four hour recently in the middle and it was so miserable. I mean, I felt like shit yeah. and I cannot imagine. Oh yeah. No, I, so, you know, I, I'm a, a you know, younger comic, so I'm doing a lot of sh- shitty gigs that don't pay super well. And uh, that yeah, means thanks a lot for doing of, those for me. Yeah, well, I haven't flown yet. All right. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, I'm, I'll be driving to those. I'll be good. I'll be less crabby, but no, it's like, 
it changes the course of my day whether or not I get an exit row or not. And, and now I have like enough miles and like status to where usually I can get the exit row for free. Can early. you tell me how there's not handicap seating on planes? I did. I never even that thought about insane. it. Yeah. Oh, it's I wild. never even thought about it. And now, yeah. listen, I, I think it's putting all my complaints into perspective but whenever i see a kid in first class i always got kind of annoyed yeah and now when i think about if you're on the plane yeah punch it's that like, kid for me next this, time john Marco. yeah yeah <laughs> but but why that feels like that's like a movement that someone had to have tried at some point well, I, the people who were like overweight uh tried to get it free to get a second seat uh, if you're flying uh, and they were able to like deflect that. So I think a lot of people think it'd be a similar process of trying to like, cause flying's not like a necessary thing. Supposedly, according to the government, it's not like protected in the same That's way that like entering insane. a building is. That's crazy. Crazy. Yeah. God, you these know, airlines. Oh, the airlines. I mean, every, there's so many things that you wouldn't think about not being like included in our basic human rights that aren't yeah. covered by like ADA and shit. Well, that's why I, I remember briefly the the can you get two free tickets for being for being bigger? Yeah. And it's just the way that America, you know, it became in the political point. It was like, stop. You, it it, it turns into the thing where, like, you, know. you need to work out more. Yeah, and yeah. it's like, guys, the bad guys are the airlines. Yeah. Also, it's half of America is yeah. fat. Yes. Do you know what I mean? So you're like this thing of like, it's like literally people who are fat are being like, just do what I'm like, you are the person that sure. the, that needs the extra thing too. Like, it's like the people who the, ruined the, the college the, uh, debt relief. Who it's are like, also we didn't get a thing it. with planes where you're like, I've never, I've always been on a plane where I'm like, this is at least 15 years old, this plane. Do you mean, yeah. like, are they not making new planes anymore? Like, <laughs> like just make them a little bit bigger <laughs> and put in some big seats. Did I, for I was on a plane and the plane took off and the cockpit door swung open <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my god, what? <laughs> I thought this is like, like garden. Like Anderson yeah. syrup. Yeah, that's crazy. And just like, letting the terrorists it's in. It hit the thing. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> and no one's allowed to stand up for the beginning. And yeah. so it just was. <laughs> <laughs> the cockpit <laughs> door like, takes out die. both pilots. The pilot. <laughs> crashes the plane. <laughs> I can't even imagine. It really does make me livid. That yeah. makes me so. It's not fun. It's so I mean, angry. I, I will say I don't really tweet very often, but if you look at my Twitter, like four of my ten tweets are like, "Hey Delta, fuck you!" <laughs> All right, like what the fuck? I have to fight so hard to not do those tweets. I I, I flew JetBlue on Sunday, waited at baggage claim for two hours. Oh my god! And like it got stuck, and some of the people got their bags. There were married couples where one person got the bag, the yeah. other didn't, and they were gonna get divorced yeah. just yeah. to leave. Um, oh. so. So what age were you significantly taller than your peers? Um, I mean, the whole time. The I whole guess. time. Yeah. I hit like, here's some milestones that I feel like give you a sense of where I was at. So five foot by kindergarten. <gasps> um, six Wait, foot. Wait, five yeah. feet tall by kindergarten. kindergarten. By kindergarten? Kindergarten. And they, oh. and they didn't know you had, they thought you, you well, were just tall? I, yeah. Wait, yeah. five I do, feet? But here's I the do thing. have a question. Thing. I am the tallest at Marfan Conference, so I'm weirdly tall even in that What's community. a normal height for a kindergart kindergartner or an average? <sighs> Stop uh, pretending like you don't know, Russell. Three foot, four, five. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> no, you're too, you're clearly a children's tailor, <laughs> so stop pretending. Yeah, I was a children's tailor. <laughs> I don't even know if pedophiles know that. Like, I don't. I, that's why I didn't understand. That, like, what, the, what I think you're I think making. it was kind no, of pedophiles my, measure things in lengths of children. <laughs> John Mulaney had had the joke about like I could tell the size of the kid's casket by the. the it was some oh, very dark oh, joke. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Five feet. Okay. All right. Yeah. Let's guess. Yeah. Uh, how I, tall I, do you I think the average kindergartner probably, is? Probably, I would guess around three feet. Yeah. I'd say okay. like three. Three something. Three, three to three, three and, four, and a half. Yeah. You know? Three, four. I'm going to be the outlier. I'm going to say uh, two, eight. No, that's too <laughs> short. <laughs> Let me look it up. Let me look it up. Average size. Average size kindergarten. Oh, it says the FBI is blocking this search. <laughs> Uh, oh no! It's giving me the how average. How big of a bag do I need to get? No, it's giving me fucking class size. How how old are kindergartners? Uh, six. Six. Five and six. Okay, average height. Height. Height of a six-year-old. Six how many year. kindergartners could I fit into <laughs> a small <laughs> van? All right, average height of a six-year-old boy is forty-two to forty-nine inches. Forty-two, so that's three feet. A lot of math on three today's feet, episode. Three feet. Um. Six inches, so three and a yeah. half feet. Three and a half feet. And you were, god damn. Yeah, so yeah. I was way taller. Now, were you were you doing any kind of sports at this time? Like, did um, you have any brief period where yeah. you got to be yes. great oh, on the court? Well, no, I was never great. I was there. I was out there. Uh, <laughs> but I wasn't great. It was like, so I was diagnosed when I was 11, and I was not diagnosed when I was 5. So, like, 5 to 11 was prime, like, oh, no, he's fine. Let's make him play sports time. Yeah. And it wasn't even, like, my dad pressuring me. It was just random men on the street just being like, you better be playing ball. Oh, God, yeah. And I'm like, all right, I guess that's my my yeah. task in life. Like, from, yeah. from when I was a kid, people were like, you're wasting your fucking height by not playing basketball. And I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I shouldn't be alive. You have a responsibility to get out to on the, the rest court. of society. I have to get out there, or I should be dead. Uh, yeah. <laughs> did Shaq? Did Shaq ask you like, "Hey, you play ball?" Uh, no, we we interacted very briefly. It was just him being excited about me being tall and me getting right back to like just filming and shit because he yeah, was yeah, about yeah. to go out and like DJ. But no, I I would have. He probably would have. Like uh, other tall people I've met in the past, like Dikembe Mutombo went to my movie theater a lot when I was a kid. The Hawks player. Yeah, no, no, I know who yeah. Jakemi Matumbo is, but he just went to your movie theater. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm from I don't Atlanta. see him as existing in yeah. the regular world. I'm from I guess. Atlanta. We happen to go to the same movie theater, so we see each other a lot. And then every time I like ask him a new question, because first time he's like, "Oh yeah, you play ball." I'm like, "No, not yeah. really," because I was like 12 at the time, so I just got diagnosed, so I I didn't play ball anymore. Uh, and I asked him where he got his clothes, and he said the internet. And I was like, "Hell yeah, dude!" <laughs> <laughs> Where do you get your clothes now? The internet. <laughs> There's a store. I got shirts for it for a while. It's called Tall and Slim. Or okay. tall. It's just like it's just the tall I, people store. So I buy my pants from too tall.com. Too tall. Too tall. So the is, only, it, is it with the, the number? Two. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Does that imply the only that it's that bullies me while I buy yeah. their clothes? Exactly. Like, too tall. Too, too tall. tall. Too tall. So take these pants. You <laughs> what yeah. size do you want? Too tall? Yeah. Way too tall. Or, or Jesus get the fuck out of here, you <laughs> freak of nature. Giraffe pants. Yeah. Um, giraffes have long necks, still not long pants. Yes. But I have worn stilt pants and they fit me one time. Get out of here. Still pants. Yeah. Because I come from like a circus family, kind of. Really? Yeah. My mom was like an event coordinator uh, and like designer. So she did a lot. Like she, we had like Cirque du Soleil kind of performers around her oh. house all the time. And so just a weird bunch of people to be around, which helped me not feel as weird, I think. Yeah. Sure. You know, I'm, they're looking at me. They're like, hey, you'd be super cool on stilts or like oh i'm i was a magician for my whole young life so i was like that's my thing all right i do magic i'm a big tall magician guy 
they're all doing fire breathing in my backyard and body painting in my kitchen. You I know? do think it's funny whenever you see, I go to weird museums sometimes and they show like the old freak shows. Yeah. Yes. And you go, these are just people Dude, with genetic people. Disorders. Disorders. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh I miss it. It's very funny. Someone was like, let's get these let's, disabled let's, people in a gotta, like, tent. Show this to let's, people. Yeah. We got to <laughs> show this to people. Yeah. The, it is crazy that that was just called... Really, it's like the was, bearded lady. It's just yeah. like, but yeah, it's work. Yeah, lady's got a hormone issue. Check her out. <laughs> Throw stuff at her. When you got diagnosed, was it uh, was it scary? Was it a relief? Was it like I knew something was was different? I mean, I knew something was different, but like I thought it was just me being tall. Like I think I didn't. It was, it's a hard thing to because when you're that young, it's a weirdly heavy thing to drop on your shoulders. You know, like I was thinking about the transition to middle school for the last year leading up to it and then I got diagnosed with like a life changing genetic disorder and I went home and googled it and like up until 20 years ago you had maybe 30 years to live with Marfan syndrome and oh that's like information God. that's still publicly available to people and and what 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 uh so it took people out I mean yeah for me it took me out completely I fully like kind of retreated into myself got super depressed for like four years because like you know uh the, the surgeries that were developed that kind of basically made the difference is a an aortic repair surgery which i've had uh where they replace the main valve of your heart and so it doesn't explode with uh, with what with well i think it's like a pig heart wow wait when did that happen that they were able to figure that out to make this huge difference between the time like within the last 20 years. So like uh, the doctors who name like Lois Dietz syndrome are still alive. Yeah. Like so Dr. Dietz is like a person that I know uh, wow. who like established one of these similar disorders. So like it's all the last 30 years Marfan research has gone from zero to where it is now. But what a wild thing to be like, I'm finding out you're having this thing. Yeah. There's, I'm going to pop die yeah. by the time I'm 30 years old. Oh yeah. And then to live through finding out that there's, what was that like? Like, oh, like it was, it when was it whole... was announced that this all of a sudden there's this huge breakthrough. Well, so that's the thing. What was the that breakthrough experience? had been made previously to me being diagnosed, but uh -huh. like I was 11 and I went home and I googled this new thing that I had and I yeah. saw 40 articles being like the average lifespan is 35. And I'm Jesus like, oh, did your parents? Did your parents know to be like, hey, let's Google it together so we can breathe through this? This that's a because <laughs> that's, that's a rough Google. That is, oh my god! <laughs> I, can't yeah. I would never leave. I would. I don't know what would have happened if I were to find that information out. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you up. <laughs> my so I don't know if you heard in my set, uh I have an interesting parent situation. I love my parents, but they're definitely like quirky. Uh like my dad's done a lot of ecstasy my whole life, like uh, every day. So he's kind of a every wild day. person to yeah, like weekly. He's like So he's like, son, you're gonna become one with the universe <laughs> in thirty years. Ascend. Like, yeah. yeah, it's so it's it, there was definitely like they were dealing with their own stuff and like my mom fully like disengaged from every part of it like she's like I don't want to think about you dying so I'm gonna not <laughs> learn about this Jesus thing. fucking Christ! Uh, <laughs> so my dad was like taking me to appointments and he was the one in charge of all my medical stuff and then my I mom was like, well, I'll help schedule stuff, but I don't want to know the dangers and meet all your new friends who have the thing who might die in like three years and it's like a, it's a whole like oh. roller coaster. So it's like it's. I definitely took, whenever I got that information, it threw me for, like, three years. Uh, fully, like, I only did shit that I wanted to do, which, it was an interesting moment to have. Like, you, you kind of reprioritizes. You have to do, you have to do a lot of things as a kid. 
But like when you're a kid who thinks they're dying, you don't have to do shit. Like I'm just like yeah. living above yeah. the academic world that I was like previously like drowning in. Yeah. Just like not giving a single shit. I about know, are, you, are you even paying attention in class? Oh no. I mean I so that's when I started making movies because I had to stop playing basketball and um I you know, I would always skip basketball practice. You had to, to stop because Yeah. I, I can't like I could somewhat as a Cause kid because the but heart like, like yeah, yeah at a certain point like it's very dangerous for you to be playing basketball at like a high school level even middle school elementary school it's not recommended but like kids will still do it just because it's and like, not just it's basketball you mean aerobic any, activity any sport yeah so like any sport is off limits according to my doctor and so you know every person who's ever come up to me on the street everyone who's ever interacted with me gotten excited about me having a basketball career told me to remember them one day when i'm accepting some nba award like some guy at the sunglasses stand at the mall was like I, i'm gonna see you on tv one day you know it's like did you ever snap and go like i'm gonna be dead in five minutes oh, motherfucker it's it, it depends on the day so like that was it was a whole process of like learning that and then i went to my first marfan conference when i was 14 through this nonprofit and so part of why i think i felt that way is i had never had anyone in my life who actually understood what i was going through and like had my same thing and sure. could prove me wrong in a way that like wasn't my doctor being like oh you'll be fine cuz that's that's what they're going to tell you they're doctors all right they're not yeah, going to yeah, be like yeah. you're fucked kid like you're sure um, so this Marfan, what is this organization called? The Marfan Foundation. The Marfan Foundation. Yeah. Is it, it's America based, American based? Yeah. It's uh, used to be national, but now it's international, but it's, it's mostly in America. They have uh, a big conference once a year at a different location around the country where people can come and get like specialty medical care, get their screenings. Cause we have to get like echocardiograms and MRIs once a year, usually. To so it's not just a heart. fun conference. It's also like a medical checkup. To, yeah. Go and make sure you're getting like they're not everyone does that. Cause like I have access to that in my home state. So yeah. I can get like, you know, high quality clinic care. But there's a lot of people who live in like rural America who don't live within eight hours of anyone who even knows what Marfan syndrome is, you know? And that like, conference has to be fascinating only because Marfan's has no uh, political ideology. Oh, it's like dude. it's it's got to be the yeah. one of the biggest the blends most of diverse. I mean, touring, having that as like a network is crazy because like the, I have people in every state. They, they they come out to every show and it's the most different people. And we're only friends because we have a medical thing that's like yeah. wrong with us. And it, it's a uh, that's another uh, thing I'll mention later. But like it's it's. I'm very thankful for that community. Almost some days, so thankful for the community that like I'm. I find myself being thankful for the disorder because like my life wouldn't be how it is, and I wouldn't have access to these people and this kind of level of support. But that level of support wouldn't mean as much if I didn't need it. Of course, yeah. yeah. So, and this yeah. this this body is there. Is there a president of it? Is there like a leader, or is yeah, it like? Yeah. So there's a CEO, um, and there's it's like a big you know corporate nonprofit. Uh, there's like. Uh, they the heads currently were poached from the American Heart Association, so they're like big, big wig nonprofit people, and that's another one of my. Are they not Marfan's people? No, no one. Uh, only one person who currently works for the foundation has Marfan syndrome, and it's my friend Dominga, uh, and she is the lowest paid employee at the Marfan Foundation, uh, who they keep around as like a token. You guys oh, gotta rise no. up. Oh, we gotta get some Marfans in there. I don't know if it's gonna make they're the greatest the army in the entire world, but. Yeah, no, we're not. Yeah, we're not. We're not fighters, but we. Hey, <laughs> we'll we'll get there. All right. <laughs> it's. Uh, I mean, 
you know, it's that's another one of my God. I keep forgetting the name of the segment. Uh, that's got to stop. This got to stop. This got to stop. This whole uh, show is really this, this got to stop. stop Republicans like. running nonprofits for medical conditions. Uh, it really does feel like a responsibility, even if you're very liberal, to be like. If you are the main organization for a medical condition, unlike many other areas where I'm like, you can be, you can say who you are. Yeah. You should be apolitical because it's so important Either for this organization well, to. Part of it is like the CEO of the Marfan Foundation votes against me having health care every election cycle. Yeah. So like, why am I leaning on you for support for a problem that you're helping create? Yeah. You know, like it's crazy. It Does it feel, feel crazy. like you guys, it is, it, are you guys unified? Like, Oh, who's going to get the Marfan vote this election? Like, no. is it? Well, here's the thing. So, like, the the board is full of people with Marfan syndrome and people who interact with the foundation, and they control the foundation as, like, it's the same as, like, a corporate, you know, any sort of corporate structure. But the people who are at the top of the foundation have a lot of financial ties. There's some things going on behind the scenes I'm not going to talk too much about just because not everything's public, but, like, I have a lot of direct connections with doctors who are in charge, who are responsible for getting a lot of the biggest donations that come into the foundation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I've been working with them to make sure that certain things are earmarked for like a camp that I do for kids with Marfan syndrome. Uh, certain things are earmarked for conference and they can't be spent anywhere else on, you know, five figure dinners and seven figure mm -hmm. compensation for the yeah. CEO every year, seven yeah. figures for yeah. a medical mm -hmm. nonprofit. Mm -hmm. It's insane. Um, so, so in terms of, I, I never know what's the terminology in terms of like someone who has Marfans to a degree where they're they live less. Do you say oh their their Marfans is extreme or they have yeah. more? Well, or? so there's uh, neonatal Marfan syndrome, which is like a specific kind of type, uh, and that's you can see it from birth. Typically, it's uh, most commonly found in kids of two people with Marfan syndrome already. Uh, or you get like a, a weird anomaly, and you—it's just like a more severe version so of the disorder. So is, is it not? Is it discouraged then to, for you to have a partner that has Marfan's? That's a whole thing too. Because I was uh, wondering, you're having these conferences. Yeah. You're all going there. You have things in common. Oh, yeah. There's got to be some fun. Be like I, some I lost my virginity at Marfan's. Yeah. Conference. Okay. Yeah, sure. I mean, sure. Because I was 14, and I was like, man, no one will ever want to touch me. And then I'm like, man, it's everyone who also thought that. That's yeah. crazy. Do they yeah. provide you guys with longer beds? <laughs> no. <laughs> they they love scheduling conference in a place with the lowest possible ceilings and no <laughs> no wheelchair access. So we're just that, carrying people upstairs. You got to make a show, man. I love you get to a conference room and it's too the ceilings too low for every <laughs> attendee every at that conference except I'll for the president. Yeah, yeah, except for the the yeah. non-affected people who yeah, are in yeah, charge yeah. of the foundation, yeah. So that was you, you lost your virginity at 14? 15 yeah 15 yeah and you went to that conference I mean, and it was just it like, was like yeah, you know it was like 15 year old like fooling around kind oh of sure stuff. sure yeah, yeah, yeah. and she was like it was like the situation she was very nice and older and we had been hanging out the whole weekend and like she it was how very much old like, are we talking about like here? 17 okay, uh, okay. oh yeah, so it's okay like, so we've heard some stories on, i mean <laughs> no, where did your no, mind no, go not, my mind went to 50 not 60 a crime, not a crime okay. not, <laughs> not a crime not a crime okay thank god wow yeah what was it what was it like when you went to that conference? Was it was it glorious? Was oh, it? I mean, so going from literally never meeting a single other person with Marfan syndrome to meeting six hundred in one weekend is 
crazy. Yeah. Like I that like thirty five number that I had in my head, I literally met a man who was seventy two oh. that weekend. And I met like a dozen people who were over thirty five. That must be great to be that guy and walking around and know oh. everyone that sees him is like shout out. Woo! I yeah. know, yeah. Hell yeah! yeah. Still alive. And he's not even the oldest one. Like there's there's people living you can live a pretty normal life with it as long as you're really on top of your medical care and like, you know, they there is more possibility for you to have like a premature death but like and i've unfortunately one of the side effects of being brought together in a community around a medical disorder is that you will lose people and that's part of it you know it's like mm-hmm. i have to lean on these people when my life is hard but these people have my same thing and so like not everyone makes it you know and it's it's tough to deal with but like at the end of the day we're all thankful that we have it you know like it's sometimes it's a little overwhelming to be like not only dealing with your thing but also knowing that that could happen to me like that Mm, my mm -hmm. friend who was uh, like 20 he he would be 27 now uh passed away like two years ago um yeah just random like heart it just random just random like did not expect it at all just didn't show up to conference next year uh we had like a memorial but yeah now every year we have like a memorial for someone we lost in the last year. Oh so it's like, God. it's not everyone is as, you know, sustainable as me, I'd say. Like, I, I'm very lucky with how it's affected me, but like, it's, yeah, it, it manifests itself differently with everybody. Yeah, it's just gotta be, I just can't imagine just having to adjust to like dealing with losing people that, that yeah. frequently and early. It, it, it makes, there are times where it makes you want to like, step away from the community and only focus on like your issues but then you find yourself like i've i've found a lot of my purpose in this like late i don't know i keep keep wanting to say later part of my life just because i've like lived a lot but you have very early i i think about you know i'm 34 now and i certainly like in the last couple years i was like fuck i'm i am getting older and I'm experiencing life. And I know there will come a day where I have more people that I know that will die. It's yeah. still infrequent. Yeah. People I'm really close with. Right. And I know that that will be a phase of life. Yeah. And it'll be jarring. Yeah. And I will at least hopefully be in my 30s or 40s or 50s. I cannot imagine. Yeah. Because how old are you? I'm 23. You're 23. 23. Yeah. 23. Yeah. And it's like... And I, yeah, I've lost like five friends just since attending conference. Like people I've known the last pretty eight years. well. Yeah. yeah, and they're not all young, but like you know, some people are older. But it's still like, yeah. I mean, a fifty-five-year-old man whose son goes to camp every year uh, died last year randomly, and now I have to see his son next year at camp and be like, hey, yeah, sorry about your dad. We're all sad for you. Yeah. All right, let's go to camp. Let's all have this thing still. Like, <sighs> yeah. Wait. So back to Russell's question about. In terms of of having children, what what is the who who even says like, hey guys, here's our thoughts on this? Like, what what do doctors? It's yeah, it's like that's probably the most contentious area of this because you know everyone in any community, especially like you said, with one where it's there's no like political like homogeny with like how we feel, you know. So it's like we're you get the most differing opinions on that issue because. Some people think, like, gene therapy is the way to go. That's, like, the future. They think, like, being able to find out if your kid is going to have Marfan syndrome and remove the gene uh, through, like, CRISPR. CRISPR, uh, yeah. And I know someone who has had both of his kids uh, through that process, and they've both come out great, and they he's very happy that he did it. But then some people 
uh, a lot of like religious people have a problem with that for mm-hmm. certain reasons. A lot of uh, ah! you know, what are your views of, on it? I mean, I don't know. It's a tough. It's a tough thing to like. I wouldn't want my kid to have to experience the hardship that I've experienced. But I also, it is a little weird to be like building a kid like that you know it's like it's weird to be like oh and i'm gonna take them i'm gonna take this experience that i've experienced away from this kid not just not have a kid because of it but i'm like gonna have a kid but i'm gonna make sure that kid doesn't have my like i would probably do it yeah i i understand where the hesitation comes from because it there's an element of like do i hate myself because of those feelings about that process Mm -hmm. like do i want to reject this massive part of who I am and like you know it, it's selfish to want to put that on a kid just because you have something but like sure yeah. I guess the closest I could like if someone told me if I could have a kid and remove depression yeah like I've, I originally I was I thought like balding but then I'm like no something that I actually right because balding would be an easy I'd say right. please yeah take like, this away from me. Yeah. but like but I can understand what you're saying I mean you know not fully obviously right. but like a degree of like what would that mean? What would that take away from them? What, what, it, and that idea of designing. Cause I think in my head, the immediate impulse I have is truthfully is like, oh yeah, do the CRISPR. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But so you think you would. I think I would. There's some, been some new things with the foundation where like they've started talking more in a, like we're trying to cure Marfan syndrome lens. And that's the side of the argument that makes me kind of hesitate with that direction because it becomes you know, an institution trying to teach, like, teach us how to not have more disabled children or, like, fixing the fact that children are being born disabled, you know? It's like, yeah, they're trying to, like, it's, it's, it feels very, like, autism speaks, you know? It's very, like, oh, we're trying to, like, fix this thing that's inherently built into a lot of people already, mm-hmm. and that's our main message is we're just going to focus on fixing the next generation and then neglect the existing people. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. Like if we keep having more people with Marfan syndrome, that develop like research keeps getting developed. But if we don't, we're just fucked. <laughs> like sure, like like if, if suddenly no point. one ever needed a wheelchair again, except for those that currently do, it's not like society is going to become more accessible exactly. for people. Exactly, yeah. yeah. it would yeah. be much less ex- uh, uh, accessible like the day after that was realized. I imagine like as soon as you because know, like if you using autism speaks as an example, the reason they had so much funding is because one of the co-founders of Home Depot's son had autism. And that was, like, what got him into being an activist in that lane. Yeah. And so, like, if that's not possible, then we're fucked, you know? I see what you're saying. So, like, we don't have new, I hate to say, like, fresh blood being, like, brought into the community of people with, like, power and resources who who want to help. Because, like, at a certain point, once we get into this community, we all are, like, trying to help each other, you know? And, like... Yeah, the medical side of it's trying to help. The community side of it's trying to help. It's all trying to. We're all just trying to make this work the best we can. But like, you know, it's if we don't have new people coming in and we're just like have the the same group of people who've had this thing and are slowly falling apart, it will it's much easier to kind of cast us aside when some celebrity like Troy Sivan has Marfan syndrome. Who is he? Forgive me. He's a, a singer, yeah. yeah. Okay. Like, big, very popular among, like, younger people, and he helped a lot of people okay, get diagnosed. Okay, we got it. We understand. Yeah. We're it, older. You, you young I knew who it was. I'm, when I said younger people, I wasn't <laughs> counting myself, all right? So I want you to know that I'm not calling you old. I'm just... He's, he's cool with us on Snapchat. <laughs> uh, okay. So so then in terms of you, so you're, you're growing up, 
you have this conference. Yeah. You're learning more. That totally like changed my whole because you know you go from like oh I'm gonna die at 35 to like oh no I have a pretty normal life ahead of me and most people don't have that like come to Jesus moment with their mortality until they're like 70 you know like it's you yeah. fall in the shower you're like oh shit I can die let me like re pivot how I want my life to look I had that when I was 11 you know and then to 14 so it definitely then I really hit the ground running hard with film and I was trying more in school, like just doing things with more like longevity in mind, you know, like making decisions that factor a future into that, you yeah. know? Yeah. And meanwhile, your parents are unaware of your entire <laughs> emotional life. I mean, entirely. you know, my dad was in this, you know, the, like I've seen him cry a few times in my life. And one of them is when I got diagnosed and he was like processing, you know, the, the fact that like, this is a thing that I'm going to have to deal with forever. And yeah. you know, the responsibility that he felt, even though neither of them have Marfan syndrome, uh, that's another thing. It's like, usually it's a 50, 50 shot of one parent who has Marfan syndrome, giving it to the next generation. There's also genetic mutations that are just spontaneous. And that's what I have. Really? So, like, because uh, back to my thing, I originally, the reason I got tested is because they thought one of my grandparents might have had, and yeah. you know, they, they look at me and I'm lanky and they say slender fingers or whatever. And so that's why they yeah. tested. I have a bunch of family with similar symptoms to me as, as well, who don't have like an official diagnosis. Uh, and I don't think that they have it, but I, I do think like, and this is very like unconcrete science. I do think there's like something where like there can be a perfect storm of like different features all coming together in one person. Cause like my, par my parents both each have different aspects of like marfan features so they yeah. were they were like testing both my parents being like which one of you has it neither sure so. yeah so so in terms of my my dad had a heart surgery last year a quintuple bypass and of course i immediately made it about myself mm -hmm. where i thought of like oh i'm gonna need whatever this is someday we'll see yeah i'm trying to eat a little that better. one's not as as certain but yeah yeah but what age did you go Oh, I'm gonna need to get this surgery someday. Because um, for me, that's that's an existential terror in and of itself. Yeah, I mean, I think I had my first major surgery when I was 12, and I had like uh, like knee or no 11. I had knee plates put in uh, to like correct Jesus. my so my knees wow. were like growing inward, and they were like knocking whenever I walked, uh, and so they had. Like, Did it hurt? Like they were just hitting oh, each other? Yeah, I would have like bruises on the inside of my knees from like walking around. Oh my god. Um, so they put those plates in that corrected over time. And then the next year, um, I had to fix my feet. So it was like I was I in toed as well. Um, so they cut my tibia and fibula in half on both legs and rotated them. Oh, man. <coughs> so, uh, yeah. Every I, time these surgeries happened, would you go, were you out of school for a while? Did mm -hmm. it fuck up your social oh, yeah. life? Your oh, yeah. I mean, and keep in mind, this these two surgeries were happening in the process of me being like, I don't give a fuck about school or anything. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, oh, dude. And I'm the doctor not, was I'm like, really? Well, we're yeah. taking you out. They're like, oh, well, they're like, yeah, we're going to take you out of school. So like, oh, but we want you to zoom in to your classes. And I was like, absolutely the fuck not. I'm not doing any of that. So I just was out of school for three months while I was learning to walk again. Like, it was wow. crazy. Oh I had like God. toe to thigh casts for wow. like two months. Yeah. Just lying in bed. Lying in bed. Were scooting you? around the house with my arms and with furniture sliders under my heels. <laughs> this is when you were 12, so this is 11 years ago. Yeah. So this is 2000. And then, yeah, so those were my first That's big two. It's not that long ago. 12. It's not. Um, it's not that and long ago. I like, lived in New York City then. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, 
And then when, so then the heart. That was when I was like, okay, like I'm going to have to be getting surgeries on a semi-regular basis throughout my life. Like when I had two before a year and a half of having this thing, I was like, oh shit. All right. We're about to be doing this. I got a hernia surgery six years ago. I'm still complaining about I it love every the, couple days. I love how that burst out of you like, I, I also got a surgery. See, all right? But like, I, I'm just saying like, I like a, I, the dread, I, I'll tell you, I, I think about all the time, the dread that comes up on my mind is, I just remember they rolled me into the, the hospital room. Yeah. It's my first surgery. And they, th- all I remember is there were like multiple doctors all surrounding me. I, they, I know they have something in me. I see the big light or whatever. Yeah. And it feels like, a horror movie oh, yeah. feels mm-hmm. like a torture device. Feels like feels like oh, just kill me instead of whatever's about to happen. Yeah. And How I started old were you when you did this one. I mean, I was twenty six. See, when you're a kid, they give you Valium, and it's great. Well, <laughs> let me tell you something. If I can get it next time, I a hundred percent will yeah. because I was I was sobbing. Yeah. And there was a nurse. It felt like her whole job was just to like rub my chest and get me to breathe. And and honestly, I feel like the second surgery is going to feel scarier just because I know yeah. that journey. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it was. There are definitely moments where I feel like it was shocking and jarring, and like I. But I, I the whole process, I kind of took in stride uh, more than most people, uh, because it was like the one time in my life when like everyone was focused on me just existing and being like, "Good job for yeah. waking up this morning," you know, and yeah, like, very yeah, like yeah. affirming. Um, and so, like, whenever you're coming off of that, you know, I was like 17, I got that heart and chest surgery, so. It was a double whammy surgery. <clears throat> they had to take all the cartilage. <laughs> I out like of my the chest. doctor being like, "We're, we're going to need to do a double whammy surgery." Yeah, uh, <laughs> so this, is a, this is a twofer. Right? Uh-huh. Uh So they had they took all the cartilage out of my chest, uh, restructured my entire chest because it was indented so far that it was like pressing on my lungs and stuff. Uh, so they fixed all that, uh, fucked it up. So they had to take two of my ribs out. I found that out afterwards. It was crazy just to learn after you wake up. Like, are you able? Nope. I tried it. Uh, Nope. Unfortunately, not even the Marilyn Manson ribs. All right. Just two random ribs. Just two random ribs. Yeah. Not even the dick sucking ribs. I got the the Manson surgery without any of the Manson benefits. All right. And I'm mad about it. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah. So it just like, and then I also had the aortic replacement. So it was, was, they just did everything while they were in there. Uh, But coming out of that and coming off of like, I was in the hospital for a week on that one and I like set a record for like the shortest recovery time for that surgery. And I did that with every one of my surgeries that I did at the children's hospital. So I was just dunking on these kids. I was just like fucking (laughs) (laughs) like the physical therapy people's job was to be like, Liam, are you sure you should be walking right now? Like that was their like, yeah. And I was like, I pulled my own morphine like two days in because I was like, I'm going to get You pulled it yourself? Yeah, uh, because it made me feel bad. So I was like, all right, hit me with some like oral meds and I'm taking this out. All right. And they're like, "Uh, okay. (laughs) Morphine. I thought morphine is like the best. No, it's terrible. Uh, it makes your bones feel cold. And oh, makes, God, yeah. life is pain. It, oh, before that surgery, were you confident that it was going to be fine? Or did you like, I'm going to have ice cream the day before, just in case this is my Oh, app. I was confident I was going to be fine until... I mean, that's a big... They're putting pig heart. So my mom was the one who drove me to the surgery uh, in the morning, and which is just what a terrible idea. Uh, for that, I ended up having to talk her down like the whole pre-surgery like hour, being like, "No, mom, it's okay, I'll be fine." She was like yeah. mourning she your was, death like, in front of you. She was like panicking that I was yeah. gonna die, and oh I was like, God. "I haven't really been panicking this whole time." But you know what? 
I might consider it. Yeah. <laughs> so. There is something when you're younger, because I remember I had my appendix out and it had like burst. Yeah. And it was like one of those things where we were on vacation and I was feeling really bad for a few days. And it was like bad enough where I couldn't really walk. And so we went to like a walk-in and they were like pretty quickly like, oh, we need to get him into emergency surgery. And they took me in an ambulance to the hospital. And it was like this thing where I was like, I was 12 and I was like, I, right now, if this happened to me, it would be so much scarier to me when I was then when I was twelve. Yeah. But I remember my parents being like, my mom was crying, and I was like, "What? This doesn't seem like you know, it's an appendix, like yeah. you know." But but like it had <laughs> burst and it was leaking for like three days, like into. You like, definitely so. have a lot more trust in like a doctor when yeah. you're that young. When you're young, you're just like, it seems like it's going to be it's fine. Like, oh, but your parents are communicating their eyes. You're like, they're much more worried. Oh, my mom was doing know? it with her mouth and yeah. her tears. <laughs> <laughs> She was actively sobbing and being like, please don't go. This is it. Oh, my God. She's holding on to the bed. (laughs) I had to take a double dose of Valium that time. Also, because, like, when they roll you into the thing for orthopedic surgery, that is, it's grim. In there. Why the the tool table is just power tools? Oh, oh my god! There's like a Ryobi circular saw on the table. No! It's like I a don't. white like circular saw, but with just like a finer blade. Why are on they it. letting That's you they see use. that? Why are they letting you see that? Well, because they thought I was. Me. They thought I was like. You think the doctor sleep, comes out and puts put a little blindfold in the waiting room? So they only bring it in as you're like going down, and uh-huh. it takes me longer to go down because I'm a big person, I guess, and they I, I I'm built different, uh, and so. I always I always catch the instrument table coming in right before I go out. So it's the last thing in my head before this surgery. So I'm just dreaming of all the like tools. And I come out of the surgery and the guy's like, Oh man, it took us an extra hour and a half to saw through your chest cavity because your bones are so thick. I was like, Why would you tell me that? You know what I thought like because we all heard the horror stories they take off the wrong leg. Oh yeah. Something yeah. like that. And I remember when my dad was getting the heart surgery, I just, I think I fully, be, I was there long enough that I was like, this is these people's work. Yeah. And like, what if one and of them know, had work. a bad, yeah. yeah. You know, like, what if one of them had a bad what day? What if this Dr. Bombs? You, well, yes, you, you realize you're yeah. just like, you, you. One little sneeze, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're just tired or they're just like. Ugh, I thought I had today off, yeah. and like that could change. You or they have alive. plans. Yeah. They have plans later. They're like, I'll just speed this along. Yeah. Speed this I got a birthday party to go to. I heard a story of a composer. He had dinner plans, and so he like he just sped up the tempo a little bit for the whole <laughs> opera, just so he could make his dinner plans. And of course, if you're doing surgery every yeah. day, yeah. that's what's gonna happen. You get yeah. so desensitized to it. Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, it's crazy because like I mean, when the guy was like, "Hey, by the way, I fucked it up," I was like, "What? You did what now?" Like, you, you messed it up, so you had to take two of my ribs out? Like, how did that happen? Explain yourself. And he's like, oh, it's fine. You'll be fine. And then that was all the explanation Legally, I got. I don't know if he should have phrased it that way. I, oh, yeah. like, what oh, he actually said was, like, there up. were some complications oh, okay. because okay. it took longer, so we ended up taking two of your ribs There's out. There's some complications. I fucked up. <laughs> Whoop, uh, and a little whoopsie, whoopsie. <laughs> Didn't realize it wasn't a Marilyn Manson surgery, so I gave you an extra one for free, all right? Which, could you feel them? Were you like, oh. That rib's not there. I don't know which ones they were. I, yeah. they, they didn't. They never told me. They off, They offered to give them to me covered in gold. Or like I can get them bronzed by the hospital, which is what a scheme That's that is. a service. They're like, yeah, we'll give you your thing, but hospital. you have to pay us a bunch of money to put it in bronze first. Oh, can I ask a question? Do you know the answer to this to Hasidics or, or Orthodox Jews? 
do they get pig hearts put in or are they like, no, we can't do that? That's a good question. Because I bet you it's a no, we can't do that and that'll make me very upset. Yeah. Do you look at pigs differently now? Um, I mean, we definitely have a kinship. You know, there's like a, there's like a little like, hey. Yeah. You and me. Right. No, I, I like if they had offered you, this is a horrible question, but tell me the truth. If they said, "Hey, we have the rest of the pig. Do you want to eat it? Would you eat the pig?" Well, yeah, I already took his heart. Yeah, if it's always it's already dead. I mean, like what dish? What dish are we making with the pig? What, whatever you want. A ham. I have Christmas to cook. ham. A big Christmas ham. I have to cook my sacrificial pig. <laughs> I, if someone else who's good at cooking will make it for me, I'll, I'll eat the pig. But. I feel like I would be like, no. Bur- give the pig a proper burial. It's Put the, it in like, a casket. No, it's well, like the it's Native like the, American no, thing of like, yeah, use like the whole let's buffalo. use the whole thing. Mm. Oh, you know? yeah, you're really going to your Native American roots, roots. Okay, yeah. now just, all of a sudden, now all of a sudden you care about Native American yeah. traditions. No, I'm just saying like that that is a thing. <laughs> when it involves eating some it's, bacon, you're like, you know what? The Native fuck American you. It involves, it, I feel like it's more respectful to use it yeah. rather than, sure. you know, just put it, you know. I, I'd make a, a jacket out of it. I mean, fuck it. You're like, yeah. I'd try to bring him back to life so he could be my friend. Give him yeah. my old heart. See yeah. if that works. Yeah. yeah. Hey, that's a pals, you know? So let's let's uh, uh, talk something a little lighter. You played Chewbacca. Yeah. Uh, at Wait. parties. Oh. Yeah, not in the movie. Uh, no. <laughs> Bury the lead. Like, you, he, you were just oh, talking you, about how much you yeah. love Star Wars. Yeah, so. right? You're like, wow, yeah. the original. didn't even know this the original guy plays Chewbacca. He does it in Spaceballs, actually. That's what it is. <laughs> My favorite movie, Spaceballs. So so you perform Chewbacca at parties? At parties, yeah. Do you own a costume? No. And okay. that's, the, that's the gig. I as, as someone else does, but it only fits me. So yeah. <laughs> I just Is it like a good costume? It's a, pre- it's a pretty good costume. Is Chewbacca yeah. technically supposed to be seven feet? Like, do they yeah, have a. He's tall. So, weird story. Yeah, I, know I have tall. met both of the <laughs> Chewbacca. He's not a Wookiee. Listen, I know more about Chewbacca <laughs> than you do. Yeah. <laughs> Star Wars expert, Native American expert. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. So uh, yeah. wait, is this a guy who owns a costume or like yeah, a, a company? Like a, he's a magician friend. Uh, uh-huh, who, uh-huh, who of course. Was like, hey, I got a Chewbacca costume, and the guy who was six six who used to wear it doesn't want to anymore because he's <laughs> moved up in life. Uh, I'll make it bigger just for you, and then uh, he did, and uh, so now I do that. At it's kids funny parties you're wearing a Chewbacca parties. costume and then stops at the knee, and yeah. your feet are still <laughs> sticking you, out. Do you have to make noises? Like, do you have to do the thing? I mean, I don't have to, but I do it. Okay, so I'm, can you do it right now? Like. All right, I'm a, I might need some water after this because okay. I'm about to choke, but. You did it. Right, let's good, see huh? Let's see do it. Try Come it. On. <laughs> Chewbacca choking to death. Well, that's really bad. Excuse, uh, that's offensive. All right, don't, yeah, yeah. Please don't imitate my people like that. Yeah. I don't appreciate it. I've tried that's our word. You sounded like something there just now. Do it again? No, I can't do it. That's what they should have used in the whale for the opening scene. That sound (laughs) when he came. That's what it was. Uh, Is it good money? For like, um, I started doing it when I was seventeen. So like, yeah, back then it was like a hundred bucks an hour. Like it's not not bad. Hey, that's not bad at all. Are there other people? Other characters? Oh yeah, and it's always like a random. So like, kids parties and frat parties are the two like things that I do mainly. (laughs) So it's there's which one's more fun? They're kind of similar. 
You know, yeah. they're like one of them. They're both just. I, I'd have a joke about it. It's like people just stumbling around trying to touch you with sticky fingers. Like yeah. everyone, it's it's a pretty. It's pretty much the same. And like the drunk frat dudes act the same way as like a sugar high nine year old in the way that they want to punch me in the fucking chest. You know, uh, I would feel so guilty if I was at a party and there was a Chewbacca. I'd be like, hey, you don't have to. Do oh, this. I, a Just lot of people do that, but then also there's people who, like, I've run into people who I know in real life while in the costume. Like, I remember my second time ever doing it, I was 17 years old, and a girl who was a senior at my high school was at the frat party. Yeah. And she was, like, 19, and she came up and grabbed my ass and, like, jumped on my back and took a photo. And I went up to her the next day at school, and I was like, hey, remember, good seeing you this weekend. And she's like, where did I see you? I was like, oh, I was the Chewbacca from that party. And then she goes white. And then we never spoke again. <laughs> she, like, avoided me in this school of, like, 250 people for the rest of the time that she was there. That's all it takes, a costume. And they're like, I'm going to sexually harass this. Oh, yeah. it's oh, crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, are... truly, the costume is not, it's like the novelty of it. Because, like, I get touched a lot just out of the costume too like they just think i'm like a sideshow that i should be like oh you know like very aggressive gay men grab my ass a lot uh because like i'm like a spectacle yeah. you know like so they grab your ass oh yeah i like every, i work a lot of events so like people will come up and do that as like a joke it's a it's a common joke. I don't know. I don't know if you know jokes, John Marco. Uh, do you remember I, that? Do you remember that Uncle Function show where every single member of Uncle Function was harassed by <laughs> a person? There, there was there was a guest, and he really. What did he do to you? I mean, he was he just grabbed like, all of our butts at one point, and like was like really like pretty like uh, aggressive in terms of like like in a in a way that you're like you can't like it was a post. Po Post a time where you're like, you gotta be a little more careful. Sir. Sure, yeah. you know sure. what I mean. Like he was really like handsy. Yeah, yeah. He did to all of us. He made all of us feel like he was doing it to just us, and we didn't realize till the end of the night that he had kind of assaulted all of us. <laughs> Serial groper. We all came forward. Ronan yeah. Farrow reached out to each of us the next day, and we made a case. I, yeah, it definitely is. I don't. I, I had a barber once in New York. I, who, whenever I was like at a summer program here, I saw this barber, and he would like. He would harass me the whole appointment. And I think something about me was like, it was like interesting. Yeah. It was interesting to just have a grown man be well, like, you're so beautiful. Oh. And then there was one session where like, whenever he blew the hair off, he'd go like. Mm. And there was one where it crossed the line it was for too much me. for you. Where I said like, mm, this feels creepy. Yeah. And I, you know, it was a different time. Yeah. I was okay with it. I I, I was like it fine was with it, but like the, it was just like a line. Yeah. I have my own line. I think I my line is probably yeah. pretty pretty far. Yeah. Like yeah. I did I did some show. I used to have a joke. I used to have a joke and ended it with me like bending over and at a gay bar and someone gave me a big slap on the ass and I'm like yeah. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Yeah. But how do when they do it to you? Do you go like okay whatever? I mean I think it depends on the context. Uh, it's when it's like just them doing it to like make their friends laugh my response is usually to be like oh wow oh do you feel important yeah oh good for you buddy oh Oof. wow yeah it it's gets definitely weirder out of costume too like yeah. you're like this is just me as a person well yeah like, it's like the you know. dehumanization like yeah. just because i'm like unique and weird looking to them they think i'm there for their yeah, entertainment like i was in up. chicago one time i was standing on a street corner and this lady comes up to me she's like hey can i have a picture with you i'm a tourist and i was like what is this on your like walking tour? Am I like if you look to your left, you see the big fucking tall guy? Uh, yeah. Like I'm not a spectacle for you to take a picture with. I'm a person. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah. No. 
It's yeah, it's weird. It's I mean, because I've always like looked older than I am too. So sure. it's like I was six feet tall, eleven years old, having full grown women come up and like touch me in weird ways, or like full grown men coming up and touch me in weird ways in like a party setting. They're drunk or whatever, but like. I remember when I was a kid, I, I, went, I went to Pride every year because I was just around that community a lot. Uh, and I grew up with, like, you know, everyone who was in my life was gay because my mom worked with performers. Um, so I would go every year. And I remember going there and getting hit on by, like, adult men when I was, like, 12. And I, uh, my response was like, oh, man, wish I was gay. I'd be killing it right now. You know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> shit. Like, but, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, let's, let's go on to our, our, uh, our segment. This has got to stop. We've done a lot of this has got to stop, yeah. but is there, is there another one you want to... Oh, there's to some more. Um, oh, shit. Can I pull up my list? Yeah, yeah, yeah go ahead. I'm trying to think if I have any of this has got to stop, Russell. Let me look at my thing. My list. Good, good, good. This is great audio. audio. We're not editing at all. Let me do another plug real quick for the Patreon. Okay. Uh, uh, guys, the Patreon... Sometimes people, you know, you might not even want extra episodes. This might be just right for you. But the Patreon is a good way to support uh, the show. So go to patreon.com slash downside. We got some exciting news coming up. We found yes. it today. You have a This Gotta Stop? I do. Okay. This, this is a real, very stop. specific one. Okay. But it's, it's a joke. Just so you know. It's a just joke so you know. It's like a side. You, you preface every uh, blessing and This Gotta Stop. You either go like, it's really short. Or you go, this one's bad. Okay. Or you go, this one is fine. Okay, so why do we have what's you your, here? <laughs> this is okay. So this is very specific. Um, let, let me just say it's very specific. <laughs> Good. I hope, I hope, I hope you get the reference. It's a joke thing that happens in TV shows. Uh huh. And I, I've seen it so many times that I can't see it one more goddamn time in my life. Okay, so this is the the joke structure. This character on a TV show, they're going through something. You know, they get dumped or something, and then they see a young couple in love, and then they're like. It's all nice in the beginning, but then one day you come home and then they say a very specific thing that is like not related. And uh, how many hundreds of TV shows have used this structure or movies? And it drives mm -hmm. me nuts because we've seen it so many times that I I'm like, who's laughing at that setup anymore? You know what I mean? Like, so they say it to the couple. They say it to like a young couple or someone going through something. So it's basically like you're having a mental breakdown about something very specific, and then you see and you make it about yourself yeah, to yeah, someone yeah. else. And we've all seen that breakdown happen and they're like they're like it's all nice in the beginning but then you know what I mean? do you know what I mean well, I do know what you mean what what's what was the movie or TV show you saw I can't it? remember now I wrote this down weeks ago but I was in some sitcom I remember watching I like and it this. was like you can totally come in with with like sitcom tropes that need to stop because there's a lot of them there's yeah. a lot of them the the uh the one that I've seen so many times it used to be uh, um, but the I saw it, I remember I was watching an episode of Cheers I was watching an episode of Golden Girls and it was um, I know I like the back of my hand and then they look at the back of their hand and they're like what's that mole you know what I mean like uh, like yeah. there's like things like that <laughs> that you're like how is that specific thing used so much at so, you know what I mean so there's just like that happens all the time in sitcoms and anyways I hit that one um, I like that a lot I like those that as a as a as a as a this has got to stop thing things on sitcoms yeah yeah yeah. Um, my this gotta stop. Uh, it's it's a quick one. Um, <laughs> uh, there, you know, there was a comedian, a very famous comedian, who like he he sold a special saying uh, they wanted me to take out these jokes, and I said no, so I'm self releasing it, and I 
believe deep in my soul that is not true. The jokes that that were referenced as the jokes they took out, I have seen plenty of. I have seen almost anything in in mass-produced comedy specials, and I am now seeing it as a trend. There was another comedian who posted a video who said, I'm trying to keep this vague. I don't know this person personally, but they basically said, like, Amazon took, wouldn't let me put this joke out. And here's the thing. It was uploaded to Amazon Prime. I have a special on Amazon Prime. No one approves a special on Amazon Prime. Yeah. It's slightly above YouTube in yeah. terms of it just takes time to process. Don't it behave is, anyone in it and you're good. It is such a it's it's the laziest marketing tool I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. You're appealing to the dumbest motherfuckers in the world and you and then they show a joke that is like you know, I guess what? It's a joke at Biden's expense. As if yeah. that's taboo. That's not taboo. Well, you know, yeah. Joe Biden you can make fun of Joe Biden. Yeah. <laughs> but this idea that it was canceled, it's so bad. You'd have to say something so batshit insane. You'd have to something pro-incest or, or something about fucking a dog and then show a video of you doing it yeah. to, to be removed. Do not lie. You, you are encouraging just this dumb line of thinking of like fake censorship that does not exist yeah. it doesn't exist you fucking losers yeah just write a good dark joke yeah yeah but i i i really i really hate it um as a marketing tool and it's it's got to go away because it's got to be debunked so that's why this got to stop yeah all right liam all right i've got a couple uh i got go to some of them throughout uh this guy stop people being offended on behalf of disabled comics. Like when I come out and I say I have a disability and then they can't laugh for the rest of the set. They're just too busy awing the whole time. Uh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. I'm a person. Right. Sure. Uh, like, yeah. Well, I think that's like, I think that is one of the, the challenges yeah. of, of, of being a disabled comedian yeah. is like, you have to set the tone until you're well known. Yeah. You know, I feel like Josh blue, uh, he goes out there and people he's 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 he, people know who he is. Yeah. But when you're an up and comer, and that title lasts for a long time, if not forever, yeah. You have to establish it. I mean, and your your go to. I mean, it's, I saw what one of your go tos was. Yeah. Which is what I'm. I'm seven feet tall. Uh, seven feet. Can we all shut the fuck up about it? Now? Yeah. 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 I'll, I'll like come out and just say that up top. Um. But yeah, it's like it's. It it definitely is an issue that you have to run into because it can really fuck up your whole set, especially yeah. when the audience is like on board until you say you have a disability, and then they're like, "Oh, we feel bad for you now." Yeah. So we can't laugh at anything I, you have to say. I hate the the like, I hate to when an audience member needs to have their reaction be known. Yeah. Like in the way of like, cause there's a way to be like if you they genuinely feel bad and that they just get a little quieter, but it's the the. Oz like, or like aw. the like or if someone doesn't like something I hate when someone I've just had a week of like a couple of shows where someone didn't like I said a certain thing in the show and they're like oh like that kind of like sound yeah. and you're like fuck you go fuck yourself oh you have to make this sound known that you don't approve of me saying this thing yeah, yeah go yeah. it's like no you I, say the word cunt I say cunt you say cunt yeah which people have sometimes have that reaction I say well, cunt a lot too I'm surprised that it has I guess I'm surprised that it hasn't been a deal until it was a couple of times. And it's And then just, you have a second thing. If they don't like cut you you yell at them more, right? Because <laughs> what Russell tells me, you know, I because I feel like I I only 
I don't enjoy your pain, but because I deal with that all you the know, time, all the time I'm with stand up, I go places and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, you are, you're now performing for some audiences that like aren't going to like you. And that's good. Yeah. I think that's good yeah, in the yeah, long yeah. run for a comedian. Yeah. But I think it's funny because you're like, if they don't like it, oh. you do something following that I'm like, oh, well, they're definitely not going to like. No, that I know. I know. <laughs> I made the mistake of like this. People had a reaction to me saying cunt and they were like, oh, and then I was like, oh, like, fuck. <laughs> and, but in your mind, like you like, might do this. And they'd be like, ah, yeah, yeah, you're right. We're no, full of shit. no, it was. There was no part of my mind that was like, I'll, well, this will make him laugh. It was mad. <laughs> you yeah. want it was like, I wanted them to feel bad. I wanted them to be like, you shouldn't be making these noises is at this show because if you don't like something you can just shut the fuck up and leave or you can just shut the fuck up like either laugh or don't laugh but I hate when people are like have to have it known that they don't approve of something because you're like you're at an R-rated like show publicly offended. like you're at a thing you know like how much are they paying for tickets uh, fuck off they, I don't I, <laughs> It really is not the majority of things. It was one uh, one. I want to make this the Titanic like commercial. Like it's just like if you're not in for shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Um, Titanic. I just don't like the thing of like I I I I here's the thing. Uh I guess it's so rare in my life to feel offended that I feel like there's some people in their existence they um they just have to make it known when when they're when they don't like something. And I'm like, it's okay that you don't like it. That's fair. That's fair that you don't like it. You don't like that word. You don't like to use it. I just don't think you should try to, to make everyone else's experience be that way. You yeah. know, and that's what it feels like. It feels like, oh, I have to let everyone know that I don't like this right now. Yeah. No, it's tough. It's you know? tough to, you know, deal with being a disabled comedian. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a, exactly. A disabled Russell Native can American, totally, Native American. I can Star totally Wars relate to what you <laughs> deal with on a daily basis. <laughs> Um, no, it's, it's definitely, that's definitely tough, but yeah, yeah. you know, as more people know you, I, I get that. Yes. 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 Um, um, sorry, I, I co-opted I, your thing I, to yell about no, you're this good. one woman. Please do. Uh, it was just, it was just one woman. No, too. it was like her and her friend. Happy to sponsor this vendetta that you have going here. <laughs> I'll go beat her up for you too. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, another, this has got to stop. Uh, men doing cocaine at bars then trying to punch me because I'm the biggest guy there. Oh my god! We've it, already had someone do that yeah, one. Happens, How often is uh, that happening? Okay. No, yeah. What happened? They just they just are like, oh, you make me feel like a bitch right now, and I'm like, that's inside of yourself. Uh, I'm I'm just here and I'm not strong, so you win. I'm a pussy. Please don't hit me. Is usually my response. But they still will be like, come on, man, I could kick your ass right now. Let's go box outside. Like this has happened more than once. Oh, dozens of times. See, it's happened twice this week. Wow. This is interesting because I think it's because you're skinny. Yeah. Because they know they I don't can beat have my ass. Yeah. As a big person. Yeah. They don't try to fight me. Yeah. And again, I don't want to get, I would not be good at fighting, but I've never been. Do you really think you'd like, you would really suck? No, I think if I had to, I could. I mean, I played football. Yeah, that's I could, what I, I think. Could, I could really, I could. I'd love to see I could, it. I could, and I have an anger in me. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is, that is, could snap at any moment. If and really, we, all like, it takes is one woman to go, oh, and you will <laughs> tackle that fuck out. <laughs> you just go tackle her. <laughs> or get the fuck out. Oh man! Um, no, um, but it's interesting that you're constantly being yeah because well, you I, are I'm, so tall. Your best like bang for your buck for like you looking like you beat up a big guy without actually having to put any effort into yeah. it because I am so easily. Yo, I beat toppled. up this seven foot tall dude <laughs> yeah. with Barton syndrome. Yeah, he, he <laughs> fell after one trip. That was, 
I, I, I raised my fit and something happened to his chest. Yeah, and he, he, died, to, he died on his own accord, but I was yeah. there also. You know, if you want square footage hitting the ground, I'm your guy. All right. Yeah. You don't have to hit me very hard at all. I just, I'll fall that's on purpose. So that's interesting. so interesting. Yeah, I've somehow managed to avoid actually getting hit by just being like, hey, I'm a little baby, little pussy. Please don't hit me. Yeah. You're so much cooler. Do you than ever me. say, do you ever go, I have. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm like, oh man, like please don't hit me, I will die. And so that's like a lot of what I'll say at a bar, and then they'll be like, oh no, come on, dude. I'm like, no, no, li- I have a heart condition. Please do not hit me, like I will die. And then they'll be like, Argh. that is really sad. Yeah, that- that's also I'm gonna start using that defense now. If someone yeah. tries to fight me, I Go have a heart condition. Sorry, I'm gonna heart die. Condition, uh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> you just keep like flicking him. <laughs> sorry, heart condition can't hit me. Um, uh, yeah, and then last one was uh, this is gonna stop lifetime caps on insurance. Uh, I'd love to have a surgery again after I turn 26, please. Oh, yeah. So is there anything is there anything different between what you can get and what I can get because you have Marfan's? So policy-wise, I'm on my dad's insurance right now, and luckily pre-existing conditions are covered to an extent, but like the plan that I would be able to get under what currently exists does not cover any of my specialty medical care. So I either go completely destitute and live or i die and have yeah. money so what are you hoping f- to happen that you'll get a, a just more i mean i guess for me personally trying to get uh you know through like a union or something like a producers union guild or like some sort of or organization SAG. I, mean, SAG, yeah. I feel like like because because you're tall yeah that, that there's like a, co- a commercial yeah, agent. Yeah, I mean, I've, like I've had a couple people reach out about trying to do like commercial stuff with me, and I've done, I've been like, I've done a lot of creature acting in the past, like in movies. Totally. Um, but yeah, no, so it'll be like something where I have to join up with a bigger organization in order to like have access to the negotiating power to get healthcare because I'm like a high risk. Yeah. Case, so they don't want to cover me to the extent that I need to be covered to survive. You know, like my heart medicine isn't covered. Sure. So sure. It's like, All right. Well, it's like they're like you can. Got to buy into this life, baby. Well, that's definitely. Oh, this has got to stop. <laughs> Let's go on to our final segment. You better count your blessings. You better count your blessing. Russell, you have a blessing. Go first. Um, well, I can't share what the the news is, but yeah. some very good news came in today, and I don't know. Sometimes I felt like I I needed I needed a piece of good news. I don't know if I'm, I'm always that way, very possibly, but it's very exciting. Uh, we will announce it on, on the show, but it, but it, it also it does involve the, uh, the show. It's just a cool thing. And so uh, to, I, have a, I have a lot of people who, who help out my, my career, but uh, uh, Rick Dorfman, my manager, and, and Matt Bourne, my touring agent, um, this, was a, this was a really exciting win. Um, I, I hope it's, it's exciting. I'm very excited. I'm very excited. I just know it's, it's, a, you know, it's, it's a lot. Uh, but, no, but, but I mean, I'm 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 excited by by it. Um, so and so I can't I'm just very thankful more uh, to my reps because stand people who represent stand up comedians they have to believe in the long haul because even this news it's not a lot of money in their in their pocket. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Uh, uh, I I appreciate them very much and I I'm very excited to tell you guys about it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. My blessing is for this week. I a cool thing happened yesterday. Um, doing the show, uh, get to perform and you never know who's going to be in the audience. And, uh, I was in the middle of the show and I was like, that looks like 
Keith Richards from the Rolling Stones, and it was Keith Richards from the Rolling Stones, watching Titanic, the musical, off-Broadway with his wife, seemingly having a great time. And it just was a cool thing when you're like, some of the people that have come through to see this show, and you're like, it's crazy that's the people. crazy to me to be like, Keith Richards watched me do this 30, or this this whole show as this woman. Uh, you know, and... It's just crazy. It's a it's a weird thing. It, it kind of blows your mind. So I, I felt like, you know. It's, now, would you want like your other hero? Like, if you found out like LCD South System was all no. coming to Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's like perfect. This level of stuff where yes. it's like, I think the perfect level of person is someone that's really impressive to my parents. Yeah. Do you know being like Keith Richards was at our show tonight? That's like that's a very cool thing to tell your parents. You yeah. Know? Or you want to add Sullivan? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> It's cool to think of Keith Richards coming to Titanic. I mean, he's he's old. He's I looked it up. Yeah. He's like seventy nine. When you said seemed to be enjoying himself, could you not tell by like the, the layers of plastic? No, here's the here's the thing what happened. Up? Here's the thing what happened first is that I was like, I was like, wow, there's a really cool old man in the audience. You know, when you like see a cool looking old man, yeah, yeah, then yeah. I'm like, he seems like he's having a good time. And then I looked a little closer and I was like, that guy looks just like Keith Richards. And then I got off stage and I was like. I remember the woman looking next to him, and I'm like, I'm going to Google. And uh, I looked at it, and I was like, that's the woman next to him. I was like, it was him. And then they did a post on it afterwards. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, it really was him. So, uh, but he he looked like he was having fun. He had like, a, he just looked cool. He yeah. had like a thing in his headband on, you know, and just kind of like, you know. <laughs> and um, yeah, Who, so. Who's a dream? Give me one. What, I mean, you want what's her name to come from uh, White Lotus? Yeah, Jennifer Coolidge would be cool. Jennifer uh, Coolidge. Um, RuPaul already came. Andrew Lloyd Webber already came. Yeah. I don't know. I It's hard. It's, I think older musicians is cool. Like, that's like a, yeah. like you Elton know. Elton John or somebody? He, uh, no. Yeah. Maybe someone from Fleetwood Mac. That would be impressive mm. to me. And to, what like, if Will Ferrell came? You wouldn't be like. Oh, no. That'd be if very you saw cool. Will Ferrell I, uh, just like laughing his ass we off. Had an SNL, we had Taron Killen came uh, from yeah. SNL. Uh, but yeah, any kind of like that person too, obviously, would be very cool. To, uh, Chris ner- Kattan. Very nerve wracking. Yeah. Chris Catanza, the standby line. <laughs> um, uh, uh, do you have a blessing? Uh, I have a blessing. I, I mentioned it earlier, but I think uh, I'm very thankful for the community that I'm able to establish by having the circumstances that I do. Uh, almost so much so that it makes me thankful for everything about my life some days. Uh, and shout out to everyone with Marfan syndrome out there. All my fellow Marfs. Oh, is that the name? Marfs. It's Marfs. Our, uh, don't say it. All right. It's our oh, word. no. Russell. <laughs> Russell's canceled. All right, guys. Uh, you're Native American. You got certain words you can say. That is not one of them. All right. Um, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'd like to apologize to the yeah, whole Marfan the, community. Yeah. Um, okay. So this is coming out on April 4th. Do you have anything you'd like to plug? Uh, April- Liam. <laughs> I like the switch over. Um, I'm going to be. April 4th, going to be doing a show at the Broadway Comedy Club on April 8th. That's going to be exciting. Uh, Actually, Westside Comedy Club, April 8th at 6 o'clock, and then Broadway Comedy Club, April 15th at 6 o'clock as well. Hell yeah. Um, Listen, you're listening. Uh, uh, Liam, you're still new to New York. Yeah, I have to bring people, so please come. (laughs) Please, please go to that show. But uh, check him out, and uh, I, I forget exact what dates I'll post them, but, but Liam's going to be opening for me on the road, too. Yeah, This to week, though, I'm, your friend's opening for me, uh, Ty. Yeah, Ty. Ty Shout is opening Ty for me. Game. I'll be in Alabama April 6th at the Stardome. Don't know how that's going to sell. <laughs> don't know how that's going to sell. You really don't know. I like. I have 
I truly have no idea. Yeah. I, I'm saying jokingly, but I don't know if people in Birmingham know me, but I doubt it. April 7th and 8th. Uh, at at the Helium Comedy Club in St. Louis. I'm returning there. We got four shows. Let's sell them out. Maybe they're sold out already. And then the weekend after that, I will be at Dr. Oh, I'll be, hold up. Portland, April 11th. I'm doing a one-nighter in Portland. Uh, it's a Tuesday, so please come on out. Tell your friends in Portland. And then uh, uh, San Diego, April 12th, doing a fundraiser for Make-A-Wish. Got to think of uh, some joke for that. And then April 13th through 15th at Dr. Grin's in Grand Rapids, Michigan. I'm on the road. Check it out. Russell, what do you want to plug? Um, okay, two things. Well, one thing I forgot in my my blessing. I should have also mentioned we had a Debbie Downsider come to Titanic. Yeah! And uh, that was very cool. She sent me a nice message, and it was just cool. So please, if you're a Debbie Downsider and you're living in New York or you're visiting New York, come see Titanic. And specifically, if it's April 4th, Tuesday, April 4th, uh, come see it this night because I'm my manager agent coming that night and I want it to be a good crowd for, for that performance specifically. So Tuesday, come out tonight to Titanic the musical. Get some rush tickets. You can usually pick up some the day of the what show. What if when you say cunt, your new agent goes, Oh, oh brother. Dropping <laughs> him. Go, oh. <laughs> dropping him. <laughs> um, uh, uh, very exciting. And again, uh, patreon.com slash downside. We are are so close to this merch being ready. It's pretty much ready. Yeah. I just got to buy one for myself, test it out. But I think one of the things, if you join the highest level of the Patreon, test for $25, just put what it on. We, make what sure are we it's doing like, here? What just are we, make sure it looks good. You sound like you're making a fleshlight. <laughs> <laughs> test it off as a come tell. You know me, I'm a come tell kind of guy. And uh, just remember, if you're out there, if you're in a loving relationship, might seem nice now, but one day you're going to come home and you're going to find your girlfriend in a bed with your best friend. And it's, I was doing your, this has got to stop. <laughs> I was waiting for oh, you to pick God. up. Oh, God. I was like, this what is the, the fuck this is this? This is downside. One, two, three. I thought it was so smart. <laughs> you gave me a look. You're listening to The Downside. The Downside. With John Marco Cerezi.